Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri, and today I look at John Green. John Green is a Vlogbrothers fame, so if you're interested in YouTube and you watch vlogging on YouTube or various vloggers, John Green is one of the big ones uh, with his brother Hank Green. So I look at John Green and just a John Green phenomenon. Like, where does he come from? What's his background? It's an interesting one. He has an interesting background in literature and religion. So I look at that and how it has influenced the way he approaches history, approaches the social sciences. Um, He's popular for his Crash Course series, which I've shown my students many times. So I sort of analyze John Green and his contributions to an audience that we don't always think about, the teenage audience. He really connects with teenagers. And why does he do that? Why, why does he connect with teenagers? Part of the reason is because he respects them and their ability to think reasonably and clearly about abstract concepts. And I think that's part of why he appeals. I've seen it in the classroom and I've, I've often enjoyed reflecting on his work with my students. So we're going to look at John Green, his Crash Course video series, what's influenced John Green and why he is who he is, and also one thing that I found fascinating was his own psychological issues and how those issues, specifically with OCD and anxiety, have created the person he is and also what he produces. So if you like John Green, if you like to learn about you know, why someone can appeal to a teenage audience the way John Green does, then I think you like this podcast. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to my podcast, The Classics Podcast on whatever app you're listening to, and please leave a rating. I really appreciate you listening to the John Green episode, and I'll see you in a few seconds to analyze John Green, the Teenage Whisperer. Magazine, June 2nd, 2014. The author is Margaret Talbot. And if you don't know John Green, he's very popular with teenagers. So part of the title of this article is how the author of Fault in Our Stars built an ardent army of fans. And the fans are teenagers, basically. So how did this happen? How did this guy become so popular with a teenage audience? Well, the article looks into it, and that's what I'm going to analyze today. And I think it's a really fascinating topic because you get to learn about why someone becomes popular with a specific group, in this case, the teenage audience. So in in my experience, I've always kind of been fascinated by John Green because I've noticed that he has a passionate fan base in my classroom. So I typically have up to like 200 students every year, anywhere from 180 to 200 and there's always a few who get really excited when i play a crash course history world history us history or crash course psychology video which is done by john green's brother hank green so i've always wondered where is this passion coming from they must know who he is and it's interesting so 
I when I play these videos and I see this passionate base, I understand that they're very good videos. And I understand that they don't appeal to everybody, but it is interesting to see that they appeal to some. So that's my knowledge of John Green, basically showing crash course history videos. This article basically examines Green as an individual, and it looks at the Vlogbrothers phenomenon. The Vlogbrothers are John and Hank Green, and they basically decided to create a YouTube channel together. And I'll go into that in a little bit, but that's what they're called. They're called the Vlogbrothers, and they have a passionate fan base. We're talking about a couple of million viewers. That's a lot of people. So how did they create this? So I didn't really know the John Green timeline. So it was interesting for me to read about it and to see how he developed as an individual. The article itself starts in 2006, which is when Hank and John Green decided to communicate with each other via YouTube. And so they were basically brothers who were not communicating very much. And like all, a lot of us, as, as we age, it's hard to communicate with our, with our siblings, with our friends, because they've moved away. They've gone to another state. They, they, you know, they started their career, had kids. Well, Hank and John Green basically had this issue. And what they did was they decided to create a YouTube channel called the Vlog Brothers in order to communicate. And they found that they had success communicating. And they also created this crazy phenomenon. And the phenomenon is the Vlog Brothers phenomenon. So by this time, when they created the, the channel, John Green was already very successful. He'd completed two books. He'd already written two books, young adult fiction. And in his fiction, according to the article, his protagonists were often sweetly intellectual teenage boys who were smitten with complicated, charismatic girls. So it's kind of interesting because Green already went into this YouTube um, endeavor and he was already a success, but what he created on YouTube with his brother was a totally different phenomenon. So in his novels, he liked to delve into, and he continues to do this in his videos, big questions, like the meaning of life stuff. And it's important at this point to note that, that John Green believes teenagers have great emotional depth. So his audience, they are teenagers, but he believes that they can handle these big philosophical questions. They like the big questions. And according to Green, adults have the ability to analyze big questions as well. They have great emotional depth. But as we get older, and this is his quote, we've almost taken too much power away from ourselves. So I've got some thoughts on this. So basically what Green is saying is that he believes teenage audience can really delve into these philosophical questions even more than the adult audience. And in some ways I can identify with what he's saying I feel like as a teacher, I see that high schoolers have this great ability. I teach history and psychology, and I definitely see this tremendous ability that teenagers have, whether it's, and I typically see 17, 18 year olds in my classroom, and they, they have a great ability to delve into big philosophical questions. They're very astute, analytical, and skilled at understanding questions that I'm sure most of their parents would be surprised by and it's a great talent and there's something about the the uh the teenage years and that's probably why we we focus on the liberal arts in during that time and even the first few years of college where we know that they have this ability to do that i think with adults we're just so busy with our with our world 
our jobs, our kids, our bills, the things that we, the various responsibilities of life, that it makes it maybe, you know, we're preoccupied with the practical things. So it makes it harder to delve into those philosophical questions. And I think that John Green, he does a good job of realizing that and tapping into that and understanding that hey, there's an audience. In a sense, it's similar to the podcast audience, typically young adults who want to examine big questions. So Green definitely tapped into that. And then back, so back to Green in the uh, in the article, it goes into Green's background, which I thought was really interesting. Green, now you have Green who had how he describes himself. And then in the article, you have how others describe John Green. So listen to this and see if, if you see kind of a, an issue here. So Green describes himself as nerdy when he was a teenager and not a great student. According to Green's memory, he was also bullied and eventually went to a boarding school where he found like-minded book lovers. What's fascinating about this is that others have a different memory. So other, other people, friends and teachers describe him with words like funny and charming, and basically a popular guy. One, well, there's a friend who's interviewed who, who, who says that. And then also Raul Meyer, who I'm fascinated by because he was his former history teacher and one of the main script writers for the Crash Course series. So as his teacher, Raul Meyer saw John Green as rebellious and choosing to not be an A student. So that's interesting because that's very different from how John Green describes himself. And it made me wonder, is John Green uh, kind of creating a gimmick, a nerdy gimmick, so he could uh, appeal to that teenage audience? I don't know, but it is interesting to think about, you know, how much of a public persona is the John Green character and how much of it is real, how much of it is a gimmick. Is Green's story of being bullied kind of perfect for selling his quote unquote nerdy product to to his audience or is it his genuine self? I don't really know. I'm not trying to be cynical here, but it is an interesting sort of issue. And it is important to see that a lot of times we forget that what we see on YouTube is not that different than what we see on television. It kind of reminds me of when reality TV was first created, people thought it was real. And then we realized, though, this is very scripted. One of the things I've kind of realized over the last, last few months, actually really delving into certain things from the podcast is that a lot of YouTube performers are performers. A lot of YouTube teachers are really performing a script, kind of like the reality TV uh, genre. And I, I think it'll be, it's healthy for young people to realize that because there is something there that needs to be realized. So back to Green, once he entered college, he decided to double major in religion and in literature. He liked to discuss sermons and he was attracted to open-minded scholarly types. And that was that was sort of his interest in, in religion, in literature. One professor remembered Green, not for his writing, but for his spoken energy. And I think if you watch the Crash Course series, you will experience that spoken energy. He really has it. And it's, it's one of his great talents. In 2000, Green thought of actually going to divinity school. And he, he worked as an apprentice chaplain for six months at a children's hospital, which I found fascinating. Green's background in religion, it makes a lot of sense to me. Because if you watch the Crash, crash Course videos, there is a, there's a definite strong moral message, which, which I've seen. 
And I never really associated it with his religious background and his background in literature until reading this article. I think it's actually a great way to teach history. Um, I, I like teaching history with Howard Zinn and that adds a moral element to things. And while some might say, well, that's simplifying the history, I do think when you add morality, right and wrong, you know, ethics to teaching social science, it really creates more engagement and more interest. And I think more truth in a lot of ways. So John Green definitely focuses on that moral message when he's teaching his crash course series. He often does it at the very end of his videos. He'll give you this, this brief analysis. He summarizes it all in, in this big moral message. And I think it's, I've always really enjoyed it. And I'll usually use those, those um, end of video analyses and I'll, I'll ask my students questions based off of them because they're fascinating. So I think it's a great way to teach history. I like that he I like that he does that. And for me personally, I've actually had a similar interest in religious vocation when when I was younger. I had a similar interest in it, and I was also interested in like those open minded kind of spiritual scholars. Still am. So I could connect with John Green on this very very strongly, and I it made me wonder if there is a connection between kind of an interest in certain religious ideas and spirituality and a study of history, study of the social sciences. I'm sure, because I've, I've never really connected with that study of history where you're just looking at World War One and the battles or the the, the, the jet fighters, the fighting the, the planes that bombed people during World War II. Uh, I've never really been interested in kind of war. I mean, in, in some ways I am, but I've more I've been more interested in how history can make us better people um, almost like how history is a lot like philosophy. That's been my area of interest. And so I could definitely identify with Green when he had with, with his religious and literature background. So it did make me wonder, like, I wonder how many teachers kind of have this sort of similar experience with studying, especially in the social sciences or maybe in English as well. So in, in a sense, if you think about it, both are searching for meaning. Both are searching for explanation for things and, and both can make you a better person. I, I always ask my students at the beginning of the year, why do we study history? And a lot of times they'll say like, well, to make us, you know, understand the world, the present world, to make us better people. And so I think many people do grasp that concept and connect with it. So after the background info that we get of John Green in the article, we get a little info about the Green brothers joining to create the vlog brothers um the vlog brothers youtube channel and hank green's hesitant hesitancy so this is interesting because i'm not going to talk about hank green that much but for me i like hank green's crash course psychology more than the john green videos because i teach psychology as well and i just like his presentation it's very clear it's very concise and i think he's a really really good teacher they both are but i just like hank green's um his presentation. So basically we get from this that John Green gets easily frustrated and Hank was a little hesitant to do the Vlogbrothers because of his brother's um, issues, his, his issues with OCD, his bad anxiety. And the psychological issues are really fascinating in this article. And they're definitely a big theme of the entire article, but in a way where it motivates him. I like that because even, even though it's torturous for him, he, for example, he says that he gets obsessive thought spirals, but it helps him. It helps him become a better 
performer, helps him teach his material better. And I, again, I could identify with this because I also suffer from obsessive thought spirals with, it's like an OCD sort of thing. So I totally get the blessing and curse element of this. And so when I was reading the article, I thought that makes a lot of sense that his OCD would make him better at writing. It would make him better at performing. Um, He also struggles with it clearly, but those, sometimes those, those, issues that we have, they do help us in our, in our jobs, which is fascinating. So the last idea that I wanted to talk about with John Green is this online brand, the Vlog Brothers. In 2007, they stumbled on this, this concept called the Nerd Fighter, which eventually people who were, you know, a lot of people connected with it. And their definition of it is that you, it's people who are proud to immerse themselves in interests that others might find geeky or arcane. I think that's just great. It kind of goes into our current world. And I think this is why John Green connects with people so much because we live in a world right now that's very niche. You could you could be, you know, your niche audience could be uh, anything. Like I like murder mysteries. I like Agatha Christie mysteries. That's kind of a nerd fighter concept, right? John Green and Hank Green, they all also are that nerd fighter concept where they're embracing this geek culture, this culture of people have different genres that they like. People have different niches that they like in this world, and we're going to cater to it. And I think that's really interesting when we look back maybe historically on the John Green phenomenon, when we look back on a lot of the different YouTube channels and the different podcasts that are popular right now. It's all very niche, or you could say it's very individualistic. We are in a very individualistic time. And so when we look at the celebrities, we're looking at those who are appealing to a really specific form of individualism that we have today because of what the smart devices, the smartphone specifically has created. And I think it's really it's really an interesting, unique phenomenon in, in our history, um, in, in world history, really, because we've never been so individualistic, but our devices have made us that way. So I definitely associate John Green with what we call the geek culture. And if you sort of fast forward to 2011, when when YouTube approached the Greens and you get the, the beginning of the Crash Course series, which was my initial initial encounter with John Green, because that's when I, and that's really what I've seen him do. I haven't really read his books or, or watched his Vlogbrothers series, but I've watched a lot of the Crash Course series if, you, if you're interested in this series, I can give you a great quote from the article. It describes the series as the pedagogical equivalent of Red Bull shots. And if you've watched enough of them, or if you watch them, you'd know a lot, but you also think you'd know more than you did. And I think that that's a really good summary of what you're going to get if you decide to watch the Crash Course series. This really intense form or version of history some of my students really love it others despise it i actually think it's a better tool to watch on your own and at your own pace because it is so fast he has his cadence it's just so fast and so i do recommend it it's fascinating but it is different raul meyer again the, his former teacher slash scriptwriter describes this idea that they are just delivering content and this is and interesting, as a teacher, I was really fascinated by this, one of the last sections of the article where he, where Raul Meyer goes into this idea that they're delivering content. They're not really just teaching. And he's responding to 
this thing that they experience where st students will say, you're my best teacher. And I think because Meyer was a former teacher, he says like, hey, you know, we're just delivering content. We're not your teacher. Teachers do so much more than that. And I can identify with that. I'm delivering content to you right now. It's not the same as teaching. Teaching is way more difficult. Teaching is way different. It's a different experience. And so that was that was kind of a, I don't know, I just reflected on it. I thought that was interesting. I, I thought that it's normal though for students to experience that because I think my version of that was like Howard Zinn, Noam Chomsky when I was in college. So it's a little different because I think there was no one like John Green when I was in high school. But when I entered college, I would engage with professors who were interesting on YouTube because YouTube was around and, and through books and articles. And they became almost like the cool John Green type of professor who was giving me knowledge that I wasn't getting in the classroom or just kind of giving me knowledge that was going along with the knowledge I was getting in the classroom. So I could identify with why students experience that. I totally get it. But I also understand that John Green's not really a teacher. He's a deliverer of content. And I think that is an important difference to understand. Another thought that I got from this article, which I thought was fascinating, is I didn't realize that Crash Course, the Crash Course series, and really a lot of these vloggers are probably this way too, but definitely John Green is Crash Course. It's very scripted. They have script writers. It's not even him writing it. So in a sense, he's more of the, he's a performer. He's performing the script that very talented script writers wrote out for him. I wonder if most people know that. I mean, I was watching it for years and years. I didn't realize that. I just think that that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize, again, it's kind of like that reality TV thing. Reality TV is scripted and there are script writers. We didn't realize that for a while. The same thing with these vloggers. It's, it's so that that's kind of fascinating. Not all of them, but definitely the Crash Course series. So I'm not sure why. I just assumed it was kind of a one-man phenomenon. So my final thoughts on John Green is that I like the article. I do recommend it. Recommend it. It gave me insight into Green and his motives. I didn't understand his, you know, his psychological, you know, OCD issues. For example, that was fascinating. His background in religion and literature that gave me an understanding and the, the, the personal the personal history the context to understand John Green and what he's about i see green as a po positive force definitely what my wife gave a good example cuz she teaches ap world history and she said that like one of the ways he's a positive force is if you look at like when how he teaches like the greeks versus the persians in history oftentimes you know, people will look at the Greeks as the good guys and the Persians as the bad guys. And there's definitely a continuity there, right? I mean, the Persians are still in the Middle East and we have these bad stereotypes and the Greeks, we still, the West, we still look at as good and the East as not so good. And John Green talks about that. And he talks about, and she was just saying that he talks about how we have this narrative and these accepted narratives that he wants us to question. And I mean, he's not unique in that. He's doing what every history teacher does, but he's popularizing it. And that's cool. Popularizers are great because they really help a larger audience understand what a small audience already understands. In this case, social science teachers, which is, you know, we have narratives in history and we need to question those narratives if we really want to look at the world in a real way, just like we need to question ourselves. And so I think that that's a really great thing about John Green. I think I like him because of that. I also enjoy his emphasis on meaning on a personal level because the meaning and history thing really connects with me. 
And I just, I see why he's popular. He's really, really talented. He writes, he vlogs. He's, he's a really impressive guy. And so is his brother. So if you, if you like John Green, I think, you know, you, you should check out his various things from his books to his crash course series on YouTube. And I, you know, I appreciate you listening. I was gone for a few days because I was on vacation with my, with my kids and my wife. But my goal is to do one podcast a week and to focus on, on different things in our culture, different perspectives. And I think John Green would be an interesting one for you to delve into because he is a fascinating guy and he's very open. And I like his openness. It makes you connect with him more and what he's trying to deliver. So thanks for listening to this episode. Please subscribe. Please leave your comments and, and ratings on, on the different various podcast apps. It really helps me a lot. And I appreciate you listening. So thanks again. I'll see you next week for another episode of the Class X Podcast. Thank you.